This is Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with my co-host, Americus Reed, and I am thrilled to welcome our last guest for this hour, Lee Applebaum, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at a company called Wheels Up. Hello, Lee. Hi, how are you all? Delighted to be with you today. So, Lee... This is kind of an exciting category that you're here to describe. So tell us what wheel uh, Americans and I kind of know, but tell everybody else what Wheels Up is. Yeah. So um, first of all, the the phrase, right? And and it, and it's interesting. Um, you know, I always say if if you ask somebody when they're they're departing somewhere, and you say, well, what time are you leaving? And they say, well, I take off at two o'clock. Subconsciously or not, you process, well, you're flying commercial, right? When somebody says, I'm wheels up, and it sometimes can almost sound pretentious, right? You automatically know or you assume they're flying private. It's a term that's very endemic in the category. And wheels up is, is just that. A private uh, aviation company, um, the leader in this space, and really we focused on, on being a holistic solution and, and one that is aircraft ownership, aircraft management, we have a membership base of more than 12,000 private flyers um, trying to make private aviation as accessible as possible. You know, terms like democratization are loosely thrown around. I think that's a, a bit much to suggest that private aviation can be fully democratized, but accessibility is really at the heart of what we're doing in private aviation. So I got to imagine that with all the hassle of flying, all of that mm. feeds into demand for what you're trying to so like COVID and everything like that, did you see amazing growth in this whole period? Yeah, you know, you're always sheepish to admit that you're the, you know, beneficiary of COVID, right? But but you're right. I mean, I think the, the, the reality is, though, I mean, more than two decades ago, the term experience economy was coined, right? Coming out of the service economy. And so experience economy is a secular trend more than, you know, more than two decades. And private aviation really is built on this idea of the experience economy and these these transformative moments that 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 matter covid was definitely no pun intended a, a tailwind for us right it became for many who could afford it the only way that they could safely connect with with friends with family with with loved ones but i think more fundamentally um you know as as we hopefully look at covid in the rearview mirror the experience economy continues to be more robust than ever. And I think what it, what it really taught us is that these, these moments, these opportunities to connect with people matter more than ever. And that can be having a cup of coffee with somebody, or that can be taking a private flight to go to a place with friends, to connect with family. Um, you know, I, I heard a, a, a quote I don't often, I'm loath to, to quote McKinsey, but McKinsey talked <laughs> about, um, you know, the, the, the being well-traveled versus traveling well. And I think this idea of, you know, how many frequent flyer miles do I have? How many destinations do I pin versus what is the quality of those trips that I take? And I'm not suggesting that private travel is necessary to have a quality experience, but it sure is a heck of a way to, to make for one. And, and so I think this quality idea is really important. So one of the ways you – I mean, obviously, it's going to be very expensive. So it's – I think at, at any way, it's going to be more expensive than commercial flights, I'm assuming. Um, but I guess one of the ways you make it more accessible is that you don't have to buy the whole plane. You can buy, like, a piece of the plane or something like mm. that. Mm. And I would imagine – 
the plane carries more than one person, so like you can share the cost. I mean, I don't know how big these planes are or anything like that, but I would imagine those are some of the ways you can make it more affordable, even though I'm sure it's pretty expensive. Yeah, well, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the model, I mean, the beauty of private is it's sort of on your terms. So if, if you wanted to fly by yourself as an indulgence, absolutely. And, and many of our, our members and our private flyers, you know, they, they fly with just their family. But the making it more accessible, you talk about sharing. And one of the things that we've really focused on as a brand in business is this idea of community connecting private flyers, not only to private aircraft, but to one another. So oh, an example might be if there is a group of alums in New York, Wharton alums, who want to go back for an event, they might share an aircraft, right. a King Air, so they don't need a big jet. They need something that's easier, simple, and they could get you know four, five, six of their colleagues and fellow alums on a that's plane, fly out to Penn, go in for an event, turn around and fly right back into Teterboro, into New York. Um, and so that community and sharing is certainly one way to, to lower that, that barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I think, you know, the, the other key point with accessibility, I think is, and we talk a lot about this internally, um, is this idea of opening the aperture for private aviation and being more inclusive. And I, I certainly heard the conversation that you had um, with Lego, and and we take it very, very seriously because I think private aviation, I mean, let's just keep it real, has been terrible historically about being inclusive. I mean, mm -hmm. look at sort of advertising in private aviation. It looks the same. It's highly stereotypical, right? It's sort of that stereotypical, older, rich, white guy with the trophy wife and the exotic dog breed. Totally right? my image. You got it. You nailed it. <laughs> but, but that's not what the, the private flyer looks like, right? Interesting. It Interesting. looks like the female entrepreneur CEO, right? It looks like you, Americas, right? It looks like the Latino who has seen mm -hmm. tremendous success and is taking his or her family on the flight. It is not just the husband and wife. It's the two men, the gay couple, the lesbian couple. It's, and, and, you know, I think, I, I don't know whether it's been an intentional oversight, but it certainly um, has been. And so we spend a lot of time, both internally and externally, figuring out, and it is a journey. And believe me, we're, we're sort of in the early stages of that journey. We're very realistic and intellectually honest about it. But if we're going to talk about accessibility, uh, inclusivity has to be at the heart of that. And by the way, we went public about a year ago. It's also great for the shareholder because you, you expand your addressable market. You move from a couple of hundred thousand flyers to millions of private flyers when you open up the aperture. So it's the right thing to do, number one. Yeah. And it's the right thing to do for shareholders as well. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm here with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And we're joined by Lee Applebaum, who's the chief marketing officer at Wheels Up. And he's talking about a change in the way people view private aviation and, mm -hmm. uh, and acknowledging that now it's a much more diverse customer. And that's mm -hmm. where a lot of their marketing focus is going to, that there's a lot of different reasons people might consider private aviation. So you've made your point and, and, and explained how 
know, even though it's a kind of a high price point, it is much more of a diverse customer than we might have historically thought of. Before we talk a little bit more about that, I kind of want to talk a little bit about your background and how you got into this. Because as I understand, you in your past have had some um, real marketing uh, experience. You've worked with Coca-Cola, Target, some like real heavy-duty marketing brands. And I'm curious how you've taken that background and brought it up to wheels up, what you're doing to make that brand as iconic as some of these past ones that you've worked with. Yeah, I, you know, I, I fortunate, like a lot of marketers, you know, out of business school, went right in sort of the blue chip at Coca-Cola, which I think is great. It teaches you, like P&G and a lot of these juggernauts, a lot of the sort of classic brand management skills and discipline. It also teaches you about the, you know, sanctity of iconic brands. Um, and, and I think that has been something that has stayed with me um, throughout my, my career. Um, and, you know, my journey wheels up was really interesting. Um, when, when I was the CMO at Patron Tequila, uh, I was a member of Wheels Up. So I actually flew oh, as a member. I then joined Wheels Up as a member of the board of directors. I see. Uh, and then when we took the company oh. public, moved, moved into the role of CMO. So I often joke, you know, when you're the customer, you're never wrong. And when you're on the management team, you're never right. So I'm sort of going the wrong way in my trajectory. Um, but it's given, me, it's given me a really holistic view as a consumer, the internal workings as a board member, and then now as a member of the, the, the leadership yeah. team. But, but I love this space. Um, you know, listen, the, the luxury space is exciting. As I said, the intersection with the experience economy is a lot of fun. And, you know, the one thing that I think has been a thread in my career, because I've had a lot of diverse roles in packaged goods and retail, is I, I, I've got to work for a brand. It doesn't necessarily have to resonate with me. I mean, in this case, it does, right? I love, who doesn't love flying? Are you a pilot by any chance? What's that? Are you yourself a pilot? Do you... Uh... No, and you don't want me to be either, okay. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Our pilots are these incredibly skilled men and women. Like, no. Um, you know, many of them ex-military veterans who have got like thousands of hours of flying. Um, but the, the one common thread in my career has just been, does the consumer have a passion for your good or service? Not even your brand, but the service. And our consumers love, whether it's aspirational um, or it's currently manifesting itself, they love flying private. And by the way, you know, once you fly too. private, like sure. whether you can afford it or not, nobody ever flew private and thought, boy, this is an overrated deal. It's remarkable. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, and so, right. yeah, so it's a, it's a joy to be able to, uh, to, to do it. Um, and we're really just at, I think, sort of the early stages of true transformation, whether that is, as we talked about, sort of what we're doing with DE&I, or, and I think maybe equally importantly, what we're doing with technology. It's a very, very analog business. So really enabling a technology backbone in the way that Uber uh, disrupted taxis, in the way that Airbnb oh, has done that's it. Oh, sort of the same thing with private aviation. That's interesting. Oh, that's, let me, let me, before we get to that, because that is interesting, let me, just because as America's mentioned at the top of the show, I just got back from Paris and thinking about luxury. And to me, this is pretty luxurious, the idea of flying private. And I was wondering if you've done any collaborations or any linking, you know, do you like try to link with other luxury experiences? Have you linked with hotels? Have you done anything like that? Maybe special events um, to build brand in that way? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is absolutely. 
you know, our, our members, while the 365 days of the year, you know, they're not flying 365. In fact, the total time that they might spend with our brand, it may be just a matter of a few hours, but we've got to create meaningful value for them all year long. And so we have what we call Wheels Down, which is a series of events and experiences. And they could range from an iconic event at Augusta during the Masters or at the Super Bowl or at Art Basel. So ten whole events that are at scale where we will partner with other iconic brands. So whether that's American Express, uh, Mm. Porsche is one of our partners, for example, um, to smaller, more bespoke events. You know, we, we love... Look, an event with a couple of thousand people is fabulous, but so is an opportunity to, you know, do a shoot around with an iconic NBA player or uh, Tom Brady is one of our early, love him or hate him, uh, one of our our earliest uh, ambassadors and investors. You know, the opportunity to spend some one-on-one time with an icon like Tom Brady or Serena Williams, um, to have dinner with icons of of business. Um, And so... That's a really big piece of it. And then, as you kind of alluded, finding key strategic partners and brands that resonate with our member, with our customer, and looking for opportunities to collaborate and create that value. Because, again, so much of the year isn't spent flying with us on our planes, but we've got to create that value. So just one other question about this business model. Um, how many, what percentage of your customer base is like a one-off versus repeat? Like, do you, do you have a very heavy skew, like 80-20 kind of thing? You have a few Tom Brady's that fly all the time? Or do you have uh, a lot of people who fly once in a while? How, how does that work yeah, for the customer base? That's a great question. I think traditionally there's been this view that, it, you know, private and, and commercial is sort of binary. Like, you know, it's like if you're Jay-Z, you, you never fly, right? You're never going commercial, right? right? I got it. Um, but most of the world isn't like that. Most of the world, flying private even, are using it more selectively. They may be using it for business. Could be a board meeting. Could be a really important um, uh, a business event in a more remote destination where it's just going to be easier to get in and out private. It could also be that really important, again, back to the experience economy, those moments that matter, a trip to the wine country, a really special trip, even, by the way, halfway across the globe to France. Um, and so, you know, we really, we built our model quite candidly on those consumers in the middle that may ah. range from flying a couple of hours a year some may fly hundreds of hours of a year. And, mm. and again, we do have aircraft owners as well. But predominantly, our members are a mix of commercial and private. Our largest investor and strategic partner is Delta Airlines. Ah. The reason we oh, forged that partnership with Delta is mm. because we recognize that it is not binary. So, for example, you, know, you might fly Delta across the pond to France. You land at Charles de Gaulle on Delta. We can then have wheels up, pick you up, and fly you to the south of France because it's tougher to get to. So, Well, I mean, I'm going to have to stop you now. We're running out of time. You're making it exciting. Americas and I are the next customers on your list, so go after us. (laughs) We want to thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, But that's all we have time for for today. So thank you very much. Um, Wheels Up, that's the company. And Lee, thank you for being on our show. Um, We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. We replay our show several times throughout the week. We'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana 
Janet Cash. And you can follow us, uh, follow our show on Twitter at SXM Marketing, or you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. 